Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello, and welcome to episode 170 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. And as ever, first of all, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, without whom we would not be able to produce this podcast, because this podcast is funded by the listener. And if you like what you hear, and you can afford the price of a cup of coffee every month, just go over to the Ministry of Arts Instagram profile, you'll find a Linktree drop-down box, which will direct you to the Patreon page. And if that's not for you, that's absolutely fine, because this content is free for everyone. This podcast is being released on Monday the 4th of April. And on the 7th of April, Roy's Art Fair returns to the Truman Brewery just off Brick Lane. Now the tagline of this podcast is, possibly the world's most inclusive art podcast. Well if we wear that crown in the art podcast world, Roy's Art Fair definitely holds that crown in the art fair world. Very probably because it's run by artists. The founder, Roy Tyson, aka Roy's People, appeared on here about 18 months ago. And likewise, the art fair's manager, Will Claridge, about a year ago. 
So inclusivity is pretty much in its DNA. Well, the Ministry of Arts and Roy's Art Fair have been talking about collaboration for quite some time. And I'm really excited to say that that is happening at this show between Thursday the 7th and Sunday the 10th of April. So Roy's Art Fair has given the Ministry of Arts a space to promote the podcast. And while we're there, we'll be releasing a couple of podcasts, today's episode being one of them. We'll also be recording live at the Art Fair. We'll be chatting to its artists and visitors alike. And for a couple of times each day, we're going to be taking over Roy's Art Fair's Instagram and doing a few Instagram lives. So everyone can have a little feel of just how much of a buzz there is at Roy's Art Fair. And Roy's Art Fair also collaborate with Own Art. And if you don't know Own Art, they're an organisation that provides interest-free credit on the purchase of original artworks. So you can spread the cost of that artwork over several instalments at absolutely no extra cost. Don't get much better than that, right? Oh, and you know what I said earlier about Roy's Art Fair being inclusive? Unlike most other art fairs, there's no entry cost. It's free. So there's over 80 artists, great artwork. You can purchase it via own art. It's free to get in. And we're going to be there. What reason is there not to go? So that's Roy's Art Fair, the 7th to the 10th of April, at the Truman Brewery, just off Brick Lane. Which means you can also grab yourself a bygo on the way home. And although entry is free, you do have to order a ticket. That can be done at roysartfair.com or follow the link on their Instagram profile, which goes by the same name, Roy's Art Fair. So hopefully, we'll see you there. But back to today's episode. I'm taking you to meet Lynn and Ian from Hippo Screen Printers. As well as Lynn and Ian creating work under their own name, as Hippo Screen Printers, they produce prints for dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of artists including myself. So when I want to have prints made of an original artwork, I haven't got the facilities to do that. So Hippo does it for me. And as I said just now, that's a service used by many an artist. And Hippos have featured at Roy's Art Fair since the beginning. And they often do a live collaboration with another artist, this year being no exception. But to hear more about that and Hippo themselves, come and join me when I went to visit Lynn and Ian up at Hippo Screen Printers. Ease into this mm. podcast where I mention yeah, yeah. that I'm with Ian and Lynn from Hippo Screen Printers. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> I have seven questions that I ask each guest. Yeah, we probably just talk over each other. How would, you, <laughs> yeah. how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Right, okay, shall I start? You start. <laughs> uh, well, um, Screen printing, basically, is what we do, and um, always been a screen printer, <laughs> almost as long as I can remember. Um, I'm a screen printer in my own work. It's a way of reproducing somebody's images uh, into an edition of prints. So a lot of what we do is about getting people an edition of prints that they can sell at art fairs, for example, like we've just been talking about, uh, or for themselves. Um, where obviously if you if you're a painter you get you have one painting once that painting's sold you do another one yeah um you know if if people are sort of uh you know getting a bit popular and people want their work um so and so screen prints are a handmade um a handmade print so it's not really a reproduction it's a it's a handmade print in itself 
um, but as a, a version of their original artwork. How long have you been screen printing yourself? Straight from school I went and did my foundation in art. I've done a tiny bit of screen printing at school uh, in sixth form, but um, went off to do my foundation uh, and just yeah fell in love with the print room really. The screen, screen printing, etching actually was my what I fell in love with first. Nice. Just those beautiful old Victorian presses and all that sort of thing and the, and the smell of ink. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've been doing it. Well, I'm not going to tell you for how long, but yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. Just giving it, giving giving it, it away. Yeah, giving, it? <laughs> away, I don't want to give away. But yeah, a long time, a long time. But we've been doing it as a job, I guess, a profession since in, here in this premises since 2009. Yeah, before that we were screen printing pub signs. Yeah, it, it, the thing about screen printing that we now print for artists mainly, but it can it's traditionally been used as an industrial process yeah. as well and um, we, we, we started off working with Ian's brother who was a sign writer um, and wanted to speed up the process of the hand sign written pub signs yeah. and basically. when was that? Uh, Stratford nice. um, well Forest Gate yeah. it, it, when, we, when we started on it yeah we moved from uh, moved around a bit <laughs> yeah moved from sort of back of the houses in Forest Gate to much more like uh, 4,000 square feet in, well, I think it's 5,000 square feet in Stratford, which is now a block of flats. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so it's everything that you yeah. the industrial in Stratford. Well, yeah, yeah, we had to get out of there when the Olympics happened, much yeah. like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a good move to where you are now. So if you could just explain to where you are at the moment. I mean, 2009, that's when a lot of people, uh, breweries and uh, pub companies just stopped all their work and uh, and we had eight staff so we everyone had to go was that cubs across the board or just in your company well we had we worked for three three different companies, companies. Weatherspoons, uh mitchell's and butler and young's wow and what was it that made them all stop was it something it in was the, the it was a financial crash oh of course okay so they have all their money wrapped up <clears> in property and and once the property price crashed they had no money for refurbishments, new projects or anything like that. And we just that's And on top we of that, were finished the so industry has fallen on its arse over yeah, the last yeah, ten years. Yeah, that with no smoking. smoking. We used to we used to make a good living out of um sending no smoking signs to yes. uh, Weatherspoons. Well that went in two thousand and seven. <laughs> so it was kind of uh, you know, the the rhyme was on the wall for that so uh, but the thing we used to do make set us out against the others were um uh, we used to do it in a the old-fashioned way we'd be painting stuff you know with things were hand painted a lot of things were still handwritten yes we used a bit more cream and a little less gold leaf but things were still yeah. traditional right until about 2007 2008 because the sign writing dropped right off didn't it and now it's making a bit of a re-emergence as a, mm. as as a craft. As a craft, as a craft yeah. really, yeah. It, it's um, Well, an art form, I would say. It's, yeah. as an it's art being form. put on people's walls now yeah. rather yeah. than on the front of buildings, isn't it? Yeah, but they, there was a, re a resistance thing with like some of the Nicholson's pubs you've got in centre of London and that for having gold leaf and yeah, uh, yeah. things. And uh, Weatherspoons for a long time had a no-cut no vinyl rule. You know, oh, so okay. yeah, so we 
you know, along with his new, no music and stuff like yeah. that, he, he don't cut vinyls on his sign. So a lot of them were handwritten, or when we took over, that's when we were screen printing them. Right, yeah. We devised a sort of a, a way of doing one-off screen printings for everything. So, oh, nice. Yeah, standard, a little bit of standardisation. Was you more directed into the artist's printing mm. through necessity or want or no, a bit that of was both? No, that's what I always that wanted was to do. Yeah, Lynn's dream. Yeah, it did sound yeah. like when you were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I set up the, um, the screen printing within that company and in the evenings I was looking for and printing for artists yeah so trying to get that off the ground luckily so when everything ended with the signage and everything we um we had a handful of artist customers and we came well we we headed out into Essex to find a premises where we could do the screen printing yeah um because anything any closer to London was like unaffordable yeah yeah so we found this place on a farm in near Chelmsford easy to get to from home and everything on the main road and that and it was perfect. It was ideal. And we had the just that quarter of the end of the building at that point. Yeah, because it's, it's just a, a mile off the A12, isn't it? Yeah, mm. we're very near the A12. Um, there's no public transport, unfortunately, but we're not far from Chelmsford, yeah. a couple of miles from Chelmsford and whatever. And we live in Ilford, so we drive to and fro every day. Uh, but it's really nice out here. <laughs> it's lovely, it's, and it's uh, it's not too expensive. So we and the were unit, able to how set big's up. the unit you've got here? Well, we expanded. Yeah. You see, we, we we had that quarter of the building, which is how that's nine hundred. That? This is nine hundred. We've got eighteen hundred so over there and six hundred across the field. Square yeah. foot. Square feet. So that yeah. so we so started off in that nine hundred. Farm building before chicken sheds. Well, in the seventies, I think in the seventies they were chicken shed. Yeah, yeah they've been. There've been no chickens. Um, They've had other other businesses in storage. Oh, there's another. There's a separate business in this end, and that's the second building next door where we've got our artist studios. Um, Another company owned that, so we spent uh, the first sort of eight years or something just in that small space there. We we started to get fill it up and couldn't couldn't work in there very well anymore. And when these this other company left or said they were going to leave, the landlord approached us and said. Do you want, you know, and, and we snapped yeah. it up without much of a plan. <laughs> but um, so now we've got, yeah, four times the space that we had before. So another thing that, that we kind of wanted to do for a long time was to get some other artists around us. Uh, so we decided to convert that building into studios. So the building in question is the same size. Exactly as the, the same room. as this. It's identical to this just next door there. So we've put in six, we've partitioned it into six artist studios which are currently all full, which nice. is amazing, yeah. And we've got some brilliant artists in there. And, you know, we've, we've got a sort of this little community we've, we've built around us, you know, trying yeah. to Good. get some artists around Covid us. Covid put and, the um, brakes on a little bit, didn't it? But, um, well, unfortunately, we finished... Like, it's, it's, we just finished doing all the... All the converting all the buildings like just before covid basically so we we'd spent all the spent all the money and done all the work and then uh, suddenly we couldn't put on classes and you know but we, we but we actually gained several artists who just found they couldn't work at home through yeah. the covid thing being stuck indoors and they just needed a space and the spaces we've got are all private lockable so people could come in get themselves a space to work away from home and be away from other people as yeah. well during the during the um, mm. lockdown and everything, so it, it just sort of worked out okay, really. You said earlier that it was a bit of a, a leap going from the commercial side and then starting up with artists, and you, you'd worked with, as you said, half a dozen or so. Mm. But 
in the art world, if you've got a good reputation, mm. that's that's not a bad thing, is it? Oh, it's well, that's been the whole thing for yes. us. We barely, we don't really advertise very much, um, and all every artist we've picked up uh, puts our word, you know, puts our name out there when they speak to other yeah. artists, and it's grown like that. It's grown totally uh, from word of mouth, really, which is amazing, you know. Yeah, well, I was with. Really uh, as I was mentioning before, I was with an artist last night who mentioned about his screen printing. Mm. Um, and he had a company doing these and he, he found it sort of very expensive. Mm. And I put your name forward you? to, oh, thank you. to them last night. You yeah, know. thank you. Well, that, and that's how it's been working. And that's, you know, that you can't beat that, can you no. really? Because that is your reputation. And if people are, people are recommending you and putting your name forward, then they must be happy with what, what we're doing, mustn't they? And, so. and a, a lot of that is... Obviously, down to not having to pay extortionate rents to a that helps. landlord. Obviously, that helps. The landlord uh, here has been he's been brilliant with us. Yeah, he has absolutely been brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, it's a bit industry. hard with all these chickens running around. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Chicken Shh, feathers. Don't, wait, don't wake them up. They'll make a noise. It's, it's the spirit. It's <laughs> still here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When was both of your first interest in art? Well, I know I, my first memory was was being about five, like very first at school. And in drawing classes, sort of knowing that my drawings were much better than everyone else's. <laughs> it sounds really arrogant, but, you know, we, I remember drawing one of those shells that's got the shiny yeah, 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 abalone yeah, yeah. or something yeah. shiny inside. And I was doing it all in like pencil colours and things and everyone else was sort of drawing, drawing a circle. So uh, that was my first interest. And then that was that was kind of encouraged by my mum, who did a bit of art in her earlier years and used to let me stay up late to do drawing with her um, so we'd sit up late and draw each other so that that kind of like got it started at a very early age and then I always that's just been the only thing I've ever wanted to do really nice. to be honest so um, it's always been what I've done if it it was a hobby it's always been a hobby um, the fact that it's now a job is just amazing yeah. really that I'm still just still doing art really, so in it, various ways I can imagine it I, I can just imagine you working in a commercial place with the more aesthetic side of it, mm. just eating away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That it was yeah. sort of in arm's reach, but not, <laughs> yeah. not quite. Well, I kind of, I made it happen because of that, and and it's just well, I partly made it happen and and circumstances as well. But um, but yeah, that was it. Yeah, being an artist anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you have to earn a living, don't you? <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> but, course. You know, yeah, like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Eating away what you really wanted to do. It it was close, because, you know, I had all the equipment there, and all of that was all there, so I, I started putting it to use yeah. you know that's, uh, and it's it must be nice now seeing I mean you've got a lot of big named artists who, who use you here mm, right yeah it must be nice to see their work going out knowing mm. that it sort of it was founded here you know well that we've had a that we've had a part in it that we've had a part yeah. in helping them to create it and and hopefully you know they they go on and make a success out of it you yeah. know it's I mean, yeah, we've got some well-known artists, I suppose, we've worked with, but also a lot of unknown and, and a lot who are hoping to be well-known and all that, you know. Yeah. Are you we, able we don't... to mention any of the names? Yeah, I can mention some names I can and some I can't. Some people That's like to keep right, it, yeah. um, keep their, uh, well, so I've got one artist who calls me their... Um, their secret weapon <laughs> but I'm not allowed not, to tell anyone that's, not, that's, that's a perfect thing I, yeah, I wouldn't even want to know who that was <laughs> no I can't tell you but um, well you, I think you mentioned him earlier Riker is quite yeah. happy to be uh, mentioned and I've worked with Ryan actually we worked with all those years ago when we were making signs Yeah, um, we, we employed him and uh, and now he, yeah, now he employs me, I suppose. <laughs> but he's, yeah, well, he's kept us busy for years. Working with you is what made Ryan want to become an artist, anyway, isn't he? Wanted a. I think he had it in him as well. Well, he certainly had it in him because he he was making he was out at, at college when we first met him, yeah. um, and he was making models and. Ryan just says hello, by the way. Oh, was that, oh, was that yeah. right? Tell him shush. We're, we're on the radio. <laughs> Some of the artists like a bit of discretion and others yeah. don't. Yeah, exactly. Riker doesn't do discretion, does Quite he? happy to be advertised. <laughs> yeah. um, well, yeah. there's a, but there's also there's a lot of people who are happy to, you know, yeah. like I said, with galleries, we've, we've done a lot of work with Basement Gallery, BSMT yeah. Gallery, yeah. and they've, they've been brilliant. Well, there's other, yeah, because other galleries, there's Turner Barnes Gallery in oh, Chelmsford yeah, here, yeah. local one. They've you know, just changed knows, the probably know now, Sue. Yeah, you probably know Sue, don't you? Yeah. But we've done, yeah, I've worked, done work for her. Um, there's a gallery in Norwich, which is our, well, uh, Ian's hometown, mm-hmm. where, where we met, called DNA Gallery. Alex, who works there, I've done lots of work for him. So, uh, yeah. And I've noticed there's been a little bit of a, not quite an exodus, but a lot of people are moving up to Norwich mm. and Norfolk from, from here, aren't they? It's always been a creative place, Norwich. Mm. It's yeah. surprising. It's and a I think city. It's, <laughs> it's expanding out to Yarmouth, it seems. I've, I've heard uh, there's lots of. Uh, Things going on, whatever. We've pondered on it ourselves whether we, whether yeah. we're, uh, whether we can up keep sticks at some point. But yeah. currently, we love, we still love London. Every time we think we should move out to the countryside, like everyone does, but we love being in London because <laughs> you know the galleries and the, the yeah. art and everything around you all the time. I don't think we could do without that, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, as I say, it's fine moving out somewhere else, but if you mm. haven't got something that's so mm. cultural, multicultural mm. as London, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a hard thing, isn't it? You do art fairs as well. Yes. You do Roy's, doing live at Roy's as well. Yeah, we've we've been with doing Roy's for 
since the beginning. Since his first one, yeah. Yeah, I think Ian did the first one as on his artist. own with his art, yeah, yeah his, his wallpapers and things. And then since then, we've done them as Hippo. And it's only it was only COVID that stopped us doing the live... Well, stopped everything, didn't it? Stopped the art fair itself. But um, we've always tried to do some live screen printing. Um, so we haven't done that now for two years with Roy. And this time in April, coming up a couple of weeks' time, we're back to doing the live screen printing. So it's exciting. So what can, <laughs> what can people expect who are going to Roy's? But what is it you'll, do, you'll be doing specifically? Well, we do, we're doing a, a, an exclusive release, print release with an artist. Nice. So that, that print will be printed live at the fair in front of people. Uh, the artist will be um, uh, there signing and you know, talking to people, signing the prints, so anyone who wants to purchase. Yeah, we're working with um, Perspasir. He's uh, quite well known, because uh, the Roy's Art Fair is at Truman Brewery in Brick Lane. Yeah. Um, Perspasir puts work up on the street all around that area, Shoreditch and everywhere around there. You might have seen them. Circular pieces, um, which are made of... Um, made out of string, basically. They're, they're thread, mostly really. thread, yeah. Cotton thread. Mostly portrait-type work, but um, done by crisscrossing, overlapping these threads over and over and to, to create this image out of black, black it's thread. It's not on pins, is it, around yeah. the edge? Yeah, yeah, I yeah one. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he pins pins around the edge, yeah, and I somehow, I don't know how, but he crisscrosses the, yeah. the thread um, to form an image. And so we're going to um, create a screen print. We've had... One of his images um, photographed. From that, I can create a screen nice. print. So we're going to print those and release them at Roy's in April. So, oh, that's got to be quite nice for the uh, visitor to be able to see their artwork. He should. They, he, I think he's he may well be doing some live. Yeah, I think he's going to do a live, live production. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People people really love it actually to see how it's done because I guess yeah we. You know, when you when you do something, you know it inside out, don't you? But other people don't necessarily understand yeah. how screen prints are created or how it works. So, well, I'm aware that screen printing can be very addictive because there's two people that I know who have become pretty well known in the in the screen printing world who wanted to try it, and it has just taken over their lives. Yeah. Being uh, Will Hackney, Dave, yeah, and yeah. Um, Heath Kane. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So they both sort of wanted to um, mm. get into it, and yeah, now they're they're quite prolific. As yeah, well. yeah, definitely. Yeah, we know Heath. Uh, well, we know Hackney Dave as well. We know both, and uh, yeah. yeah, it yeah. can be it can be a really fun and experimental thing to do when you when mm. you print for yourselves. Yeah, mm. you're doing your own work. You, you, anything goes, you mm. know. And there are various different techniques that you can apply to anything. It just build up your layers yeah. mm. it's a slightly different world when you're printing somebody else's work yeah where you've got to entertain what they envision yeah you've got their mm. yeah you've got their boundaries to yeah. stay within haven't you yeah well i yeah. was talking to an artist yesterday who is a printer not necessarily a screen printer he tears off paper and prints that and then mm. darker and darker and darker so it looks like a sort of mountainous mm. a mountainscape you know what you was just saying about doing what you like in your own mm. practice, he was using. He was saying last night that he was using paper to just sort of like clean up the ink, mm. and he was throwing it to one side, mm -hmm. and then he just pressed these bits of 
more or less mm. rag, you know. Mm. And all of a sudden, he's got he's, he's found these new bits of art that really work, you know. And it's just this. I do, I do that all the time. I, I put aside bits of old newsprint that I've, that I've put underneath the screen when you're washing yeah. it. And you just get this sort of like ghost image appear. Uh, or even that I put paper on the table where I mix my inks and everything. So you end up with this mm. piece of paper that's got dribbles and spots and spats. <laughs> And uh, I just save them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that a finished piece, but it's certainly a background yeah. or something for something. We to still come, have you know. um, painty boards of MDF from our sign making days because they <laughs> make great a substrate for yeah. your screen printing. Brilliant. On. Mm. You know, some of the some of Lynn's greatest works were on uh, <laughs> old uh, old painty boards that from yeah. from back then. You know, because they're all kind like, of covered like in the, oil based. Yeah. Oil-based. Oil I, like I like the history that's already yeah. on those things. Yeah. That you know, you just you just sort of built up over the years. They hold all that time within yeah. them, sort of thing. And you, you, you know, you saying you um, live screen printing at Roy's? Are you doing that? Physically? Yeah. So the first day, the Thursday, which is the private view, is just open in the evening. Yeah. Um, which is when we'll be printing live. Uh, the artist will be there. Uh, we'll release the print for sale. Um, we're going to obviously in the social media in the build up so people see the image beforehand yeah, and that sort of thing but uh, and then the rest of the fair I think it's Friday 3 till 10 and then all weekend um, we'll be printing at times you know yeah. at certain times we'll we'll publicise that at some point it's not yeah we won't be non-stop screen printing because yeah. we'd end up with an edition of a, a million or something but so. will you be there outside of those times for people to come and Oh yeah, we'll be there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there the whole time. Um, the prints will be available to, to sell, and the and the print the screen printing apparatus will be there, so people can have a look, and we can show them how it works and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, um, there'll be there'll be times where we'll have other little projects going. So I'd imagine when we there, we usually yeah, have a little something going something on. Something in mind. <laughs> and <laughs> other times I'll be printing some of Ian's work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's nice to have things going on because people like to see it, yeah. and you know we're yeah you don't want to be just sitting there, do you? So we oh, might as well not. do some printing while we're there. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So that is from the seventh to the tenth of April. Yeah. The first day being a Thursday that he said is just from, the evening. Um, if anyone wants to know the times, they can go onto Roy's, Roy's on website. Instagram or website. That's it. But you're normally over in a corner because you take up quite a bit of yeah. room aren't you so it gives us a nice big space well, I don't think so. you would be hard to find really <laughs> yeah well the nice thing about Roy's actually is they, they're not quite the, some other some other art fairs are quite sort of white wall and regular hangs and that type of thing Roy's, Roy's can be a bit more loose than that yeah. because he you know the, just the way people hang their work can be a bit more interesting and it's all you know it's the individual artists yeah. selling and exhibiting their own work so I mean a lot of the art fairs um, like to sort of try and promote the inclusivity of uh, the viewer and the artist but I don't think there's any doubt in that Roy's is probably the most inclusive is it? I, I think it is very much so yeah he, he like Roy likes to have or sorry the fair likes to have um, yeah things that people can join in with they, yeah. they often they have like the doodle wall and they've had all sorts of things uh, artists actually painting in the in the venue you know, while the fair is on, hopefully with Perspicere actually creating pieces out of his thread. Yeah. Um, there's us, you know, doing our screen printing. He's he's had all sorts. He had a, a letterpress uh, guy yeah. one year, and um, so yeah, there's a there'll be a lot to sort of um, 
not just look at but you know join in with yeah. and, and find things out and, and well, see things you don't see other, in other fairs you know we'll be there recording live at some point anyway so we'll pop over and sort of shove a mic in your face when you're not when you're not, not too busy to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to see how you're getting on <laughs> that'd be brilliant yeah that'd so, be really good yeah we look forward to seeing you there where can people find Hippo be it on website or social media yeah well we've got a website which is hipposcreenprinters.com fairly easy to remember uh, Instagram is hippo underscore screen printers. Um, we're on Twitter, but I'm not massively into Twitter, so it doesn't get updated very often. <laughs> um, Facebook is uh, just hippo screen printers. Um, yeah, I think that's it. If we just have a, a quick couple of minutes on the Essex Print Studio, mm. which mm. is the um, the building next door that is part of Hippo or a subsidiary of Hippo. Mm. You've already mentioned that you've got um, six studio spaces there. Is there anything else going on there other than the print studios? Yes, the same as everything else. Covid put a stop to everything and we're just trying to start things back up again. We, we were doing quite a lot of classes, printmaking classes, workshops, that type of thing, uh, which we haven't managed to get going again yet. Uh, but uh, we're planning exhibitions. We're going to have open studios. Nice. Um, I'm going to start a couple of little classes because I really want to do some life drawing so I'm going to get some life drawing classes up and running in there and anything else that we feel like doing really the the, the six studios are the, are the main part of the building but we've got a nice big uh, sort of communal area yeah. in the middle which is great for um, meetings uh, we've had films projected onto the nice. wall um, classes and things obviously uh, as and when they come back into being yeah we had interviews and photo shoots and things yeah, going on in there yeah which is, uh, yeah artists being yeah. having themselves interviewed and um, but it's open for hire if anyone wants to put their own workshops on it's in the near future where we'll have uh, a, a teacher coming in teaching a small class of children things really? like that so uh, mm. that's, uh, so it's going to yeah. be a sort of cultural hub as it were that is that's the aim yeah Good. that is the aim trying to make a little community out here and uh, keep our artists happy next door with lots of inspirational good. things well that's what I was about to things, say because so most good. artists are, are solitary when you've got other artists around mm. you even if it's meeting at the, at the kettle if you like mm. you know, yeah. there's that sort of a chat about your work mm. yeah. it can it can bloody change the direction of your work in an afternoon can't it you know yeah yeah well there's one yeah one artist who unfortunately he's just left the studio but he you know he's just fairly recently um Gone on, gone out as a full-time artist, given up his job and everything. Nice. Gone as a full-time artist, and he says that it was speaking to us when he first moved in here about our journey when we had, when yeah. we sort of set this up and everything that encouraged him to do that. So it's funny, really, because I, when we first opened the studios, I, I really wanted to to get printmakers in because of what we do in yeah. here and thinking, well, that makes sense um, to have printmakers. Mm. There's a dog. Sorry, we don't dodge around here. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, my sort of the idea in my head was that we would get printmakers um, because we were we were sort of offering that they could yeah, come, on, come and work in yeah. here, yeah, and they could come and use our equipment and that kind of thing. It didn't really happen like that, you know. We've ended up more with well, we've got a couple of painters, photographer, a graphic designer, um, so you know, it's taken its own course, but it's good. And and quite often we're here for. Even as simple, you know what artists are like. You know they'll turn up, 
want a borrow me van. Nick all me packaging materials. <laughs> You know, oh, why have you got some tape? Yeah, because yeah. it's the fairies who deliver that for free, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, all of that yeah. stuff. Brilliant. <laughs> all right, well, I'll see you at Roy's on Thursday the 7th until Sunday the 10th. And, yeah, hope you have a great time. Brilliant. Lovely Thank to you. see you, Gary. Thank you very much for that. Well, hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're unable to support us on Patreon... Leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. Or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Anything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening. And until next week, ta This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.